You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. Good afternoon and welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and Pauline Marasek of Pauline's Premier Suites is our guest for our first two segments. I'm very excited to have her on the show. And for those of you that are watching our YouTube video, you can see why all these fine, delectable sweets that they brought. How thoughtful, and thank you very much. Tis the season, I guess. Um, this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. And all of our shows can be aired live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we do encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our advertising sponsors, Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, my handle is CEO Peer Groups. If you uh, want to follow our podcast, open up your favorite podcasting software, type in Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll be able to get our show three times a week since we do three shows. On LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, Rick Franzi, R-A-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I. Pauline, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming all the way down. Right, you're in the valley, aren't I'm you? I'm in And uh, what a day that we picked to have you on the show, right? For those who aren't in Southern California or listening to this as a, as a podcast, it's been slightly raining here in Southern California. Yes. I actually didn't hit any traffic at all. I was very oh. fortunate. All right. You're living right. So yeah. We're going to have a good interview. So let's start. I know that you were a former rock band singer. Now you're an entrepreneur. You make delectable sweets. I've had the good fortune to taste your, the product that you produce. But let, let's start and talk, by talking about all of these products that are here and your firm and your company, Pauline's Premier Sweets. What is it that you do? Well, I do everything. Um, I start from cooking, shopping, packaging. If something happens to my refrigerated uh, display case, I'm on the floor cleaning it. I'm up on the rafters getting things down. Uh, the other day I had ink all over my fingers because my printer decided to quit on me, and it was leaking ink. So anything that needs to be done, I do it. All right, so you are a true entrepreneur yes. who, is, who is building a business around a skill that you have, which is to make these premier suites. When did you first discover that you had talent in this area well it goes way back when i was a little kid i always liked making my own gifts i've always done that i don't really shop a whole lot for christmas i've just always made my own gifts and fast forward uh, about 14 years ago 15 well 17 years ago i got the recipe and i made it for holiday gifts christmas gifts the recipe for the brittle the pecan brittle okay so is that your flagship product yes okay it's a pecan brittle so you came across this secret recipe what some himalayan monks i mean <laughs> is it a secret you can't share that i mean uh, no actually it was my mom's husband's side her second husband interesting and so it's a family recipe yes and so um so i took it and and I thought it would be a great Christmas idea. Okay. And at the time, I was doing little collage boxes that I was putting together, putting little motifs on them. So I was putting my handmade brittle inside these handmade boxes. They were all one of a kind, and they made a big impression. But I think the brittle made the biggest impression. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why I so enjoy having entrepreneurs who have built a business um, this way, because I'm sure... Before you decided to take the leap, some people, some number of people said, you should sell this. This yes. is delicious. Yes. Right? For several years. For three years, I had people saying, you've got to sell it. you got to sell it. And uh-huh. I really didn't want to. I didn't want to go into a business which I had to deal with the health department. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I ended up doing it. And uh, What I sold- was the tipping point? Sorry to interrupt you. But was there a moment in time when you... When you, when you finally had enough positive support, you said, I'm going to do it? Yes. Um, I had actually started giving out samples one year, 
when I first started making it, and I sold 75 pounds in two weeks. <laughs> so, and this was making it out of my home. Right. So I thought, okay, that was fun. I made a little extra money. And then mm. at uh, around Easter time, no, and Valentine's Day, people started calling me because I gave out my phone number and they wanted more for Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. So I said, great. And then Easter came around, Mother's Day, and I said, I think I have something here. Right. So, so repeat customers were coming back? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh. Okay. And so I really wasn't computer savvy at all at the time and so i had this high school kid build me a website for 75 dollars mm. and i lo and behold i got an order from chicago and i thought where the heck did these people hear about me right. and i guess somebody gave it to them and so i started slowly getting little orders in and so i for four years i used somebody else's commercial kitchen they were closed between two and four and so he let me come in there and make my brittle during those hours right and so after doing that for four years it got to the point where i was so busy at christmas time that i decided i either had to do this full time or quit okay and i wasn't about to quit so i looked for a store and i found one in october of 2004 and it took me six weeks to get my kitchen ready, approved, health department approved, right. plans and everything. And I opened December 6th in 2004. So you have a physical storefront. Uh-huh, and a kitchen behind and a in the kitchen back. is a part of that. Yeah. And then you're doing online sales still? Online sales. We have a lot of phone orders, walk-ins. It sounds like your business is growing and benefiting partly from word of mouth. A lot of it's word of mouth. Okay. Uh-huh. That's why I'm so envious of entrepreneurs like you, to have the opportunity to give somebody the product, and immediately have them uh, experience it mm-hmm. and know right then and there if they're, if, if you've closed the deal mm-hmm. is a very powerful advantage, I think. I have some very, very loyal customers that have been buying from me since before I opened my store, 14 years. I you can know, see why. They, they've been coming back. And uh, it's usually just a Christmas thing, but it doesn't matter. They come, and every year their order gets bigger, 10 pounds, 12 pounds, 14 pounds, 18 pounds, 20 pounds. <laughs> you know, it just gets bigger every year. Wow. So that's great. So so I'm talking with Pauline. She's a Pauline Premier Suites. She has uh, she brought us a plethora of the type of products that we, we've been talking about, one of her creations. But you have many. You've branched out now, I see. Right, so, right. Well, it all started with the pecan brittle. So I started making the pecan brittle, and I started selling them in one-pound bags. And I was working at a restaurant at the time, and they let me sell it out of there. I was kind of a... A lot of people would come to the restaurant and say, can you sneak in a bag here? And so I told my boss finally, I said, you know, I don't want to sneak any brittle in here. Can I sell it here? You right. know, you take a cut, and I'll, and I'll take it. And so they did. So I thought, okay, I've got to do more than that. So then I started making dark chocolate pecan brittle. Mm. And then I started making white chocolate pecan brittle. And then I had the white and the dark, so I started making a uh, marble chocolate, which is a combination of dark and white, which is now called the swirl effect. It's beautiful. It's also very creative to make it also. (laughs) And so then I thought, then people told me, well, you know, I don't want a full pound. So then I started doing half-pound bags. And then I started doing events where I'd go out and I'd sell, you know, like craft shows, festivals. And so I started making quarter-pound bags, which actually turned out to be really good sellers at these events. I'd sell about 100 of them or whatever at these events. So then I just kept my creativity going, and I started making a mint chocolate pecan. Mm. And I thought, you know... Pecan pralines and mint juleps seem to be a very popular thing down south, so why not combine them? And that's turned out to be a really popular item also. So so this profession has allowed you to take your creativity in a different direction, hasn't it? Correct, yes. Do you see yourself as an artist here? I do. I would think so. Yeah. You're yeah. creating, aren't you? Right. Okay. And also, as an artist, you get so much gratification from people really appreciating what you get. Right. And so instead of getting applause, I get yummies. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> so. repeat orders. Yes. <laughs> Which repeat is fantastic, orders. Yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I see, I see some... I, there's more things than what you've already talked about. So what else are you doing now, Well, Paula? one year I was going to order some um, peppermint bark for Christmas. And I was looking at it and I said, you know, that looks a lot like my white chocolate pecan brittle. So I just took it and started... Uh, putting crushed peppermint chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, uh, crushed peppermint candy on on the chocolate, and that's a seasonal product. We only bring it out in uh, this time of year. I can see why it's very um, popular this time of the year. Then we started making a pumpkin chocolate pecan brittle, which is also we bring that in oct- out in October. Wow! And our newest creation was the mocha chocolate. 
mocha chocolate, which is a coffee-flavored chocolate on top of the pecan brew. Gee whiz. Um, so I, is the first recipe always the winner, or do you have to tinker a bit with your new products as you're bringing them in? Uh, no, because basically everything is the, the pecan brew is the base okay. for everything. So you have a foundation to build off right, of. Okay. Right, right. And then I just experiment with different toppings, different chocolates, different flavors. Um and then uh, one year, pe- uh, pecans got very, very expensive. Mm. So I started making peanut, which I said I would never sell peanut brittle because it's everybody has peanut brittle. Okay. Well, we started making the peanut brittle, but we had to make it special. So now we have a very buttery, delicious peanut brittle, but we also have a sweet fire, which has habanero and chipotle Get out in of town. it. <laughs> and then we have the smoky chocolate, which is the the spicy peanut brittle with dark chocolate and sea salt on Jeez. it and that actually has turned out to be a big hit very popular yeah this is almost cruel i mean we do our show live <laughs> at four o'clock in the afternoon here on the west coast so you know we're just talking about all these sweets and it all sounds so good and looks even i mean more amazing i mean we're going to continue our conversation with pauline from pauline premier sweets after these commercial messages so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after these words Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. CBC is ranked in the top 6% nationally for financial strength. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes. Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we are bank-founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.cbcal.com or at our new headquarters at 19752 MacArthur Boulevard in Irvine. Member FDIC. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. All right, we're back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Pauline Marasek is our guest. She's the founder and entrepreneur behind Pauline's Premier Suites. And trust me, they are sweet and they are premier. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show. 
over the last 30 days. You've downloaded over 18,000 episodes. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of middle market companies' websites whose CEO has been on our show and they put the player on their website, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. You know, Pauline, we had such a great conversation about all your brittle derivative products. I think we missed some of the other things that you now offer to the marketplace. Can you just touch on some of the other products that you make? Sure. We have some delicious fudge, and it's dark chocolate fudge. And instead of putting all the big marshmallows in it, we put brittle chips in it, and we put pecans instead of walnuts, and we use the high-end chocolate, so it's really, really special. Then we started doing hand-dipped chocolate pretzels. And all the uh, crumbs that we have left over from the brittle gets rolled onto the chocolate. Okay, I've had and those. They're delicious. then I started making a um, caramel pecan popcorn. So we use pecans in uh, everything. And those uh, are my three newest additions, which have been actually selling quite well. Wow. I, uh, wow. It, it, yeah, amazing. Uh, it's it's something to behold, and it's even more enjoyable to eat. And we're gonna, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be giving out our website shortly. But I'm sure if you're listening live and you Google uh, Pauline's Premier Sweets, you can find it and place your order while she's still here on the radio show. Maybe she'll get it delivered to you uh, when she has to probably go back and work tonight. For That's things. right, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding, but uh, entrepreneurs, right? There's yeah. always something to do. <laughs> right. So just briefly, you got to tell the story. How did you go from a rock band singer to an entrepreneur to now a successful woman business owner well i love singing and it just got kind of got to be a chore you know um sometimes you have to deal with egos and you have to deal with uh, a lot of craziness in the music business and i actually had a uh, physical medical problem that kind of stopped me from doing music at that time okay so i decided to reinvent myself instead of getting getting back into the music business i didn't want to deal with I just didn't want to deal with that particular end of the music. I just loved to sing, right. and I just didn't want to deal with everything else. So that's what got me started in this. And it, you're still creating. You're still somewhat you performing. You, you know, are. You're still making people happy. So as long as I'm doing that, I'm happy. That's a great thing about being an entrepreneur. You can find a business that allows you to express your 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 talents. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I, I see you as an artist now. Thank you. Right? And it, 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 it's artistic in the presentation and the flavors and the creation. So that's why I say to people, entrepreneurship offers a lot of different roads, right? Right, right. And I, I'm, I'm very particular about my packaging. As you can see, I've got little cut ends there. My bows, there's never a blunt end. They're always forked. And I'm just very, very particular about the presentation. It's important. It is. In your industry, packaging is, especially if you're on the shelf, mm-hmm. right? If you're not, if you're competing against, I mean, that's really important. Right. And it has to be consistent with your brand. Exactly. If it's a high-end product, you got to have high-end packaging. Correct. And I'm just very, very, that's one thing I have to make sure. Not only is the product perfect, but so is the packaging. Right. It all goes together, doesn't yeah. it? All right. So, Pauline, can you share with us your guiding principle? Here on the radio show, I, I think of it as, of all the things you've learned in your professional career, you know, what's the overarching philosophy that you're using to grow your firm? I am very, very um, persistent. I don't give up. I want to make this successful, and I want to see it be successful, and that's what keeps me going. Um, comments from my customers, they, I have a very, very loyal customer base, and they keep me going also because they love it so much. They can tell me their stories, and I want to keep providing it for them. And I just, I feel I'm just so into this now, I just can't see myself doing anything else. It's, it's, it's interesting because, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but restaurateurs, um, people in your space, people that feed people, there's a certain fundamental connection that they end up having with their clients Mm -hmm. that is satisfying in both directions. And I kind of hear you saying that in your guiding principle. Yeah. My customers are major factors to why I keep going. And I just, at this stage of my life, I just, like I said, I don't know what else I would be doing if it wasn't this. So what have you learned about the food business and kind of business in general since you first opened the doors to your well, I can see why there is a health department. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. Thank you. Yes. yes. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think, well, they go a little overboard, but it always makes sense. And so that's one thing I did definitely learn. I've learned a lot about just making sure that you have a safe product, making sure right. that you have something that's not going to put anybody in, in danger with the public. I mean, with, uh, let's say, 
like glass, for instance. You can't have any glass in your kitchen, you know, because if something breaks or yeah, whatever, sense. you don't yeah. want any of that. So you're very, very um, concern, uh, aware of safety. When people come into my store, I make sure that there's nothing that they're going to trip on, nothing that's going to get in their way, nothing that can cause any harm to anybody intentional or not and mm-hmm. of course it's not intentional but you make sure that everything is safe for your for the public do you think it's an advantage to have a storefront in your in your industry I do I've, I've gotten a lot of new customers even though it's not a very high traffic area where I am okay I do have a lot of customers that have come by and they smell the aroma mm. when we're cooking and that draws them in yeah, and, right. they, and they always say we live here for 20 years we never knew you were here and I've been there 10 years already uh-huh. and um, so yes it definitely has an advantage a lot of people don't want to pay for shipping or they're close by they'll phone in their orders and they'll come pick it up okay uh, so yeah I, I like having a front store the reason why I ask is I just heard a report, because we're in the holiday season, that um, e-tailers are moving more and more to having brick and mortar because they find the experience for the consumers is better when they are able to have both a physical presence and an online presence, which I think is 180 degrees from the early days when we thought online retailers were going to take every brick and mortar vendor out. A lot of my customers come in and they, they like to support the small business person. They like the mom and pop stores. They like the, you know, they don't always want to deal with the Internet. They like to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I always give out samples. And that is a huge That's, incentive yeah. for people to buy, for people to come in. <laughs> and almost everybody that comes in that just didn't even know the store was there, that was not their destination, they usually end up buying something because right. I give them a sample. You can't have that on the Internet. You right. can't have that, you know, on... Well, people that make full-on orders already know what they're buying. Right. But, no, I, um, and that's the, that's the idea of reciprocity, too. If you give somebody something, we are hardwired to uh, give some, give you something back. Mm-hmm. So if you give me a sample, it, it sort of helps me to need to buy something then to say thank you. So right. it's a very powerful, intimate reaction that right. people have with each other. What's the future for your firm, Pauline? Where, where are you taking this business? As far as I can take it. Okay. As far as I can take it. So do you see other stores opening up? or, or um, what, Eventually. What? I, I want to keep the, the franchise to myself, be, well, for us, because we, we are very um, on top of the quality control. Freshness is number one with me. It's like I don't want to have it in a store, sit on a shelf, and people buy something that's stale because the store owner didn't take it down past its, you know, fresh state. Right. So to me, freshness is absolutely the number one criteria, and I make sure that with it being sold out of my store, that they always get a fresh product. Right. So, so knowing that, then maybe it's more of an online presence then, or kiosks in malls. I mean, are there other ways that you can control the creation? Because this is a manufacturing process to right. make food. You have raw material, right. you have a process, and you have the end product. Right. Right. So you, that manufacturing process is, you know, especially with food, it's in, in confections. It's variable based on humidity and heat and temperature. Right. Exactly. You have a lot of variables to consider. Which are lessons that I've learned. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whole batch is not what you expect. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, we hope to get more stores and okay. uh, be able to keep it in the small family and just make sure that we have the quality is number one. Right. Because you have such a population density in Southern California, you, you, you have so many other options of opening stores where right. you can drive and right. you can be at right. and be a presence. Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave the state or even maybe the Tri County area that's right. here in Southern California. If someone is now ready to go online because we've we've convinced them it's a good idea. How do they find you? What's your website, Pauline? Paulinespremiersuites.com. And how do you spell Pauline? P-A-U-L-I-N-E, premiersuites.com. Well, uh, in the spirit of full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the first ch- time I've had a chance to sample your handiwork, and it is amazing. Thank you. And today you've overwhelmed us with your generosity, which I appreciate. And for those of you that are watching us on YouTube, you see what we have here. It's just a sampling of the kind of creations uh, that you make. And I want to wish you nothing but continued success. You're doing good work. Thank and you. And this time of the year, this is just what I need, a little more sweets. <laughs> but you know what? You can't look a gift horse in the mouth, can you? And I uh, hopefully we'll have you back in the future as you open up your next store. Maybe we'll have a little grand opening party or Thank something. Thank you. I'd love you it. When you're ready to open up the next one. Thanks for being a friend of the program and welcome to the business You're very community. welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Pauline. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our next commercial break and then Tori Tayanaka will be in studio and don't 
go anywhere because we've got another guest coming up after these words from our sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Tori Tayanaka is with us, and some of you may remember he's a repeat guest, but we're talking about something different this time. But before we get there, I'd like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the show. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. Say they're CEOs of middle market firms. Are you looking for a way to conserve water? Maybe you're in California. You know we're having a serious drought here. Uh, We've asked entrepreneur Tori Tayanaka to come on to the show to talk about a marvelous new invention, innovation, the Eva Smart Shower. Tori, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me again. So uh, you got my attention for the Eva Smart Shower through uh, crowdfunding activity. Before we get to that, let's tell me about the Smart Shower. Um, so Eva Smart Shower is a smart device that you can add to your already established um, shower head. So it attaches between the shower head and the wall. And what it does is it has a bunch of features that helps you reduce the amount of water that you use and waste uh, during the shower. And all of these features are designed to not only save water but 
also not disrupt the actual experience of taking a shower. We don't want, you know, a low flow shower. Right. So the first feature is a temperature shut off. When you turn on the shower and you're waiting for it to heat up, uh, you normally go brush your teeth, go find your clothes, go to the bathroom, um, and you're wasting a lot of hot water that you could be showering in. And so the device will actually detect when that temperature is reached and shut off the flow of water. Um, it'll alert you, and then when you enter the shower, it'll just turn on. It'll be perfectly ready for you at that moment. Okay. Um, once that's, you're, a, that's a nice feature. That, that, that's, that's a huge feature. That's all too common, what we do. Right. Okay. And so once you're in the shower, then there's proximity sensors on the device itself that can detect where you are and what you're doing in the shower. And by doing that, it's going to adjust the flow based off your needs. And so it knows, like, say you're on the opposite side of the shower, shaving your legs, adding shampoo into your hair when you don't need full flow. It'll lower the flow. And this can all be controlled by a smart app that comes with the actual device. So if you have different preferences, uh, different size showers or... Um, whatever it might be, okay. this can all be adjusted. So you can fine-tune it then. Yeah, right, exactly, calibrated yeah. with everything right. else. Um, the last thing is just uh, a timer. So you can set um, a goal time for how long you want your shower to be, and it will send you a f- friendly reminder when you might be taking a little too long of a shower. So if you have teenagers, maybe. Yeah, you can set up all those defaults um, based off your smartphone, and then you can also track the usage, um, comparing yourself to other users, comparing yourself to the rest of your family, and see um, and adjust your your um, your shower habits. So of all the places to put this kind of technology, why is the shower the focus? Why did why did you why it is it because of the amount of water that's being wasted in the shower, or what is the what was the driver behind saying that's where we're going to put this technology? I mean, I, we've seen similar technologies on a very basic level happen um, across the board with um, sinks. When you go to public restrooms, you know it's already set up on an auto right. on off when, with motion, and so we were just re- really looking at like how much more water we use in the shower, and it, it was just something you know a lot of people get ideas while they're in the shower. I guess we get ideas looking at the shower. <laughs> All right, we're talking with Tori Tainaka, and we're talking about the Eva Smart Shower. So you used crowdfunding to gain awareness and and clients and raise capital. So tell us a little bit about the crowdfunding activity. So one of the biggest things why we wanted to bring this product to crowdfunding is um, this is going to be one of our first real products products that we've had to develop with a lot of different features and electronics and things like that. So we wanted to make sure we did it right. And that's what's great about crowdfunding is we put the idea out there with a lot of different features, a lot of different design um, that we had been working on as a, as a team, but in a, in a little room. Um, by opening it up to the public, we've already had 2.7 thousand shares on Facebook. So we, we have a lot of press looking at it. And, and what that does is we have comments, we have um, people asking questions. And since that all those questions and comments, we've actually been able to adjust the, what we're actually going to create. We're making a better product by right. having everyone get involved, the crowd get involved. Okay, so a little market research, a little client input. and it, It's market research with a backbone because if you go and ask people on uh, just an interview, uh, uh-huh. they're not putting money forward. We're, we're getting input from people that are already paying for the product, and so we know that their, their opinions truly matter because okay. they want the best product as well. So Indiegogo mm-hmm. was the platform you chose. So l- let's talk a little bit about for the benefit of the CEOs that are listening who might be considering using a crowdfunding platform for this very... Take us through the process and sort of the results and what you've seen, if you don't mind sharing kind of the... The financial aspects of it, you know, can you, yeah, can you go there um, with us? Yeah, the, the the one big advantage that my team has is, is as you know, I, I run Sparkhouse, which is a video marketing agency. And so we have a ton of creative people around, and we have all the resources to make what makes a truly successful campaign. You know, we, we have the branding team. We have okay. the, uh, the graphic designers, the video team. Um, we have the PR team. And so we're we're really just a crowdfunding engine for that and we happen to also be entrepreneurs and product developers on the side and so we created this idea put it into our system that we would normally help other companies with right um so so this idea i'm sorry to interrupt you but this idea came organically through sparkhouse uh yeah i mean it's my it's my personal idea that i came up with and so yeah this isn't a client of ours or anything yeah okay i thought because i know that you've been able to do that successfully for other people to use okay okay sorry but continue no this is one it's a whole nother thing but we're starting a company called forge innovations and and the idea behind this is that we want to be launching products 
rapidly three four every three four months we want to be launching another product um may it be crowdfunding may it be an, another form of uh, investment but we have the team and the creative that can put all that stuff together and so eva smart shower is the first one we already had a failed one that only made it about a week that was uh, a replacement for a flare and hopefully that'll come back in the next couple couple years or so um and then we're eyeballing um something to do with the coffee industry next. And so hopefully in the next six months, we'll be launching that as well. Interesting, because um, when we had a panel discussion earlier this year, you were on the panel as speaking at panel discussion about crowdfunding as an alternate way to finance or get uh, market input on. As I watched the video, as I looked at the page, and I, I thought, wow, you really did, you, you made it very easy to make a positive decision to purchase one of the, to, to buy one of the units. So you took all of your what you've helped other people to do, and now you've launched this product. Is it is the crowdfunding still running for this, or is it are you still up? Yeah, we, we I believe we have about uh, sixteen days left, 16 and days. we're actually only at ninety percent funding. And so we've raised about forty five thousand of our fifty thousand dollar goal. Um, we're confident we're going to hit that goal, but we'd love um, to go past that. Obviously, if we hit our fifty thousand dollar goal, um, we are going to be announcing some cool features um, as stretch goals. Um, so I encourage people to go check out our campaign as well. Okay, so how would they do that? Um, the easiest way would be to go to evasmartshower.com, evasmartshower.com. Um, they can learn about the product there, and then and we have a link uh, to the pre-order page, which is on Indiegogo. And how did you come up with the name? Um, we worked with a great uh, team that they, they call themselves Down the Street. Um, it's just uh, part of my animation team. Um, they were working on a bunch of different um, themes and names, but it has something to do with water, evaporate, Eva. We also really like the, the look of the V and the A next to each other. Okay. Um, and we have the blue... V pushing down, and so that's supposed to be uh, a symbol of downward flow or downward flow use of water and things mm -hmm. like that. So, how large is the device? Um, right now, um, I think it's a little too large, but obviously, first round, we're okay. going to hopefully try to shrink it down with different components. But it's about six and a half inches tall, four and a half inches wide, and about three inches thick. And um, but it still sits flush against your um, shower wall. Um, so I think it actually does look really nice uh, in your shower. Okay, so it goes where on the shower configuration? So a normal shower has a pipe sticking out of the wall. So you're going to actually unscrew the shower head from that wall. Got it. Unscrew the pipe from that wall and okay. replace that pipe with our EVA pipes, which are um, we have varying lengths that will make it so that it sits flush against your wall. Okay. Um, and then EVA has a new shower pipe sticking out. So you'll mount... Uh, it's a universal pipe, and any shower head can mount right back to it. So we really wanted to make sure. I know a lot of people really care about their showers and the the, the, the feeling that they get in the shower, the flow. That's true. They might have spent five hundred, six hundred dollars on a shower head already, and so we we made it so that it's universal and it'll work with all those showers as well. Interesting. And where does it get its power? Um, right now, um, it's being powered by a nine volt battery, and that will last. We're anticipating about a year, and it'll okay. be need, need to be replaced once a year. But we're also in the works of right now working with a team that has an internal water turbine. So we're hopefully going to be oh. able to recharge that battery <laughs> just using the flow of, right. of the water. Why not? Right, because you got water going through there. Yeah, turn it into an energy source. We're talking with Tori Tayanaka about his Eva Smart Shower and the Indiegogo campaign that they they're using as the foundation to launch this. We're going to take our next commercial break. We're going to continue this conversation as well as I want to talk a little bit about it, get an update on Sparkhouse if I can. Okay, we're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business -business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. SH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. 
please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let S&H be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Tori Tayanaka here is our guest. We spent the first segment talking about his latest invention, Eva Smart Shower, and we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about his other ventures, as well as we'll swing back and kind of wrap up with Eva as well. But before we do that, I wanted to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as podcasts. Uh, You've downloaded over 18,000 episodes during the last 30 days, and we here at the radio show and the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net, rebroadcast anytime from Apple Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, hundreds of middle market companies websites whose ceos have been guests on our show and they put the player there so that you can hear their interview as well as various business oriented podcasting sites my twitter handle is ceo peer group should you want to follow us on twitter and start a conversation uh if you if you're not subscribed to us as a podcast open up your podcasting software type critical mass radio show and up we will come we do three shows a week and you'll be automatically updated and get these latest ideas. All right, Tori, you mentioned in the first segment your other business, which is Sparkhouse. So for those that maybe didn't hear your first interview with us, tell us about a little bit about Sparkhouse. Um, yeah, Sparkhouse is a video production and online marketing company. Um, and So we're a marketing agency, very small firm, but we specialize in video production. As you can tell from what we're doing, we have that entrepreneurial mindset when we're looking at products, um, when we're looking at and helping out other brands. Um, so one of the big things that we offer is just strategy and really thinking on a budget-friendly manner of how can we give, use video to get another company's uh, product, brand, or service out there. And why is video important? Uh, video is the best medium out there. I mean, it, it, it's not a hard thing to sell that video is important. People, um, people are kind of over-reading. Um, they're not reading about products. They're not spending the time to research products or um, look at other um, competitors. They want to. They want their information quick, easy, and entertaining. And right. so we can provide that um, all the way down to a B two B, you know, ten minute webinar up to. Uh, we just finished a thirty second USAA NFL commercial that's airing now during Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football. Nice. So, uh, what are the key elements to a good video? Um, I mean. One thing that we push right now is that that HD, uh, you know, good lighting, good audio is a commodity. That's you can get that from almost anyone. And I, I would okay. say, um, if that's all you care about, then you can just go buy a camera and and do that your own on your own now. Just the way the technology is working. So what we always try to do is is really think about why we're creating a video. What, what's the purpose of a video? You never want to make a video just because video is the newest, coolest thing. So we always set goals. Um, it might be to explain a product better. It might be to reach a certain demographic. Um, it might be to, in a soft way, you know, put down a competitor or show why your product might be better than a competitor. Um, so just having a clear goal and having a good strategy behind that. And, and that involves everything from the concept to how you deliver the video. It might be something that goes on TV, might be on YouTube, or it might be something that sits uh, in a mobile app. So there's a lot of different ways to approach the experience of watching the video. In other words, graphic elements and motion. What is your advice to somebody who hasn't done a lot of video but feels like they'd like to at least start with some videos on their website to maybe explain their company or, or their products? How, how do you talk them in or help them to understand what the right version of the video should be for their application? Uh, I mean... Th- that's a lot uh, easier said than done. That's a lot of our strategy meetings and our creative okay. meetings that we have. And so uh, at Sparkhouse, we always have all of our clients come in, really explain their company, explain their history. We, we research their company and their, their competitors. And based off of different things, industry, who they're targeting, as well as um, their brand style, 
that's where we're going to come out with, are we going to create an animation? Are we going to do an interview? Or are we going to do maybe like something music-oriented? There's a big difference between the commercials that we do for insurance companies and the commercials that we do for, say, Forever 21, a clothing line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the style has to fit exactly what that brand needs. Do you ever do a series of videos for a client where there's sort of there's an arc to the story and you're creating smaller vignettes or something that help tell that story? Yeah, I think uh, series are huge and and it's really the future of the video right. um, marketing just because everything is going digital and so you do have um, smaller budgets and you don't need to spend it all on media buys. Um, back just ten years ago, you were spending most of your money on paying for it to be put on TV. All the commercials you're, you're you make a piece of content, you put it on TV. Now, since you have the free medium of, of YouTube hosting something on your website, you have the ability to create, instead of one piece of content, maybe 10 pieces of content that you would switch out, just like your radio show, something that comes out so you can have repeat guests, kind of become a leader in that industry. Um, so people are, are trying to follow your content. Yeah, so we've done we've done uh, a web series before where we've actually had almost like a small TV show um, for a, a video game brand a couple years ago. And then we do a lot of series of instructional videos um, where you might be talking about how to do something in a specific industry. Again, make, making a brand um, the thought leader in that industry. And then um, we, we represent a lot of companies that have lots of products like uh, Jacuzzi. We mm-hmm. do a video for every single one of their new Jacuzzis that comes out. To explain its features set? Yeah, so that? Jacuzzi um, makes hot tubs. So Jacuzzi is a brand itself. And so we always want to, to emphasize the fact that they're the leading brand in, in hot tubs. And we might talk about the jets. We might talk about the new technology. In you know, they can be controlled by iPhones now. Um, oh you can play music, and they have 8,000 jets for every single reason that you might need something. Um, and that's just not explained well in a photo or in a description. You right. can really see the jets bubbling. You can see the water flowing. And you can also see the experience that, that people are having in the hot tub. And so you can have, you know, smiling faces and, and families and things like that. Right. It's, I, get, I get all that. Video's so, a no-brainer. It's, <laughs> you right. got to have video. Right. See it on the B2C side. Understand it for a name brand like Jacuzzi. Uh, many of our audience members are CEOs of B2B companies, two to hundred million dollars. Maybe not trying to attract the, the you know a large commercial constituent. How would they adopt and use video in their business? Um, so, uh, in my experience, uh, B2B is huge uh, for video is huge with case studies. Um, if you imagine. Uh, most of the sales reps for B2B companies are going face-to-face. Um, there's a lot. It's, it's a slower turnover cycle. You're not grabbing 10,000 new customers a day. You're going after, uh, you know, one or two a quarter. And those are going to be placed on, you know, seeing themselves in the shoes of your successful, your other successful clients. And so uh, without going specific with examples, if, right. you, if you had a service and you had a very happy customer and you had a very involved um, we had a lot of involvement in making that client successful, you would want to feature that in a video. And so we could make a three, four-minute video that would show your mindset behind it, what technologies you might have used, uh, the strategy, and then also customer testimonial that brings back that person is happy. And now you can share that with potential B2B customers via email. You can make it private by showing it on an iPad that only the sales reps have. Okay. Um, we've done a bunch of different things to, to make sure... Um, Maybe um, some some things might be proprietary that you don't want to have out. Right. There's a bunch of workarounds for all that stuff. Okay. So without getting you to give me a hard quote, but thinking again, two to hundred million dollar companies, these type of videos. What's a price range or an estimate of what they is this too expensive for their budget, or do, is it your experience that this fits right in line with their marketing budget? I mean, it's it's the end of the year. What should they be thinking about? They're going to be spending on video. Yeah, I mean, uh, video production is an expensive. Um, piece of marketing. But what our agency has figured out is instead of billing out on a single video, what we try to do is bid out on projects. And so we can bring on a a marketing campaign um, that can, we would maybe split up three or four videos across one single theme, one single project. And what that does is it allows us to spread out the cost of, say, we hire an actor. We have one actor. The cost can now be spread across five videos. We have one shooting day. Spread that cost across five five videos. Same thing with uh, location costs, uh, props, and things like that. If you had to rent vehicles or different things, um, so we spread it out across all of them. And what we what that allows you to do is go. All right, maybe one video is too expensive, but with five videos, the price is actually more. But the per video and what you're getting, the right. ROI is a lot higher. Okay, so you successfully didn't answer the question, and I respect that. So I will not ask you to 
try to be a little more refined with it. We'll just let that go. But one of the things that I've seen is a lot of people are trying to put video, and the two complaints I have is they're boring and they're too long. That's because they're not talking to us. Okay. No, I mean, definitely video needs to be short. Whenever possible, make it shorter. Um, (laughs) There's a time for, I mean, there's some great videos out there that are three hours long but whenever possible you make it shorter especially when it, you're talking business when you're talking about selling you got to get to the point quickly the audience that you're trying to attack they have about a six second um they're going to look at the video for six seconds six before they might leave seconds. six seconds and so if that first six seconds is boring they're gone six seconds imagine i mean when do you when do you watch your videos you're watching them uh during breaks at work you might be watching them um on your phone right. um people aren't sitting down and just enjoying a 30 minute commercial from a company so you really have to grab their attention um and if they are someone that's interested, they'll stay around. Okay. Um, but then you got to keep hitting them with the So if you punch content. through that six seconds, what do you have them for another 10 seconds or yeah, you something? Got about, I mean, you like... got about 20 seconds after that. That's <laughs> so a little bit more, but you still better be interesting then, but, right? But B2B is also different there as well. The, when you're placing these videos in, like wh- where you're delivering them, that can affect as well. And so we take that into account when we're creating our strategy. If we're going to create a commercial that's going to go on like a YouTube pre-roll, we know that we only have about six seconds to grab someone's attention. Okay. Um, because... Uh, YouTube only allows six before you can skip it. Um, so we got to make sure we capture them r- right away. But if we're talking a B2B where you're going to have a sales rep showing a video, you know that at least they have to stare at it. Right. But now we got to just worry about making sure that they're paying attention, that they're getting the right information, and that um, you know we're selling the product the way we want it to be sold. We're talking with Tori Tainaka, and I'm just picking his brain a little bit in the area of video because I do believe video... Everyone needs to have some level of video on their website. It's it's important and it's preferred, right? By consumers and B2B buyers, it's just an easier way to learn something. Yeah, and I think it's also just really cool. So if you care about having a brand that is cool, that, that you can be proud of, um, video can do that as opposed to if you're selling a product that only has photographs, that only has text about it, um, it it's really hard to, to show a lifestyle through anything else besides video. All right, so you started by talking about the Eva Smart Shower. So tell us again, if someone would like to get involved in an Indiegogo campaign, learn more about the product, how do they do that? So Eva Smart Shower um, is available at evasmartshower.com. And uh, right now, for the next about 15 days, we're going to be pre-ordering or selling on uh, Indiegogo. Perfect. And if someone would like to learn more about Sparkhouse and the video work you do? So our website is thesparkhouse.com. Um, and all over there, there's a bunch of samples of all the work we've been doing for the last 10 years and uh, as well as some contact information, how you can reach out if you want to get started. 10 years. Look at you. 10 years. That's fantastic. Tori Tayanaka, it's great to have you back. Thanks for continuing to be a friend of the program and innovating the way you are in the marketplace. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. My pleasure. I'd like to thank our sponsors, too. Without them, we might not be here right now. And they are Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. I have to thank the entire team that puts this show together. Uh, most notably here in the studio with me today, Paul Roberts, our engineer, and Crystal Nunley, who is our producer. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi. My Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. Let's have a conversation on Twitter. And if you want to follow the show as a podcast, just type in Critical Mass Radio Show. If you'd like to learn more about us, we're Critical Mass for forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 